0: Yeah.
1: in august August unbelievable it's unbelievable. The year is almost <laughs> gone, man mm-hmm. you know that it's- it's closer to Christmas than it is to the uh first of the year mm hmm of yeah, this we're, year we're beyond the beyond the middle. I'm not looking forward to that yet, My
0: dad always says time flies if you're having fun or not, yeah
1: <laughs> well I kn- if you're a frog. Might as well time's fun if you're having flies <laughs> that's true <laughs> anyway Very good. Very good. all right let's continue on here on the day uh, my my dad joke of the day yeah, all right that, just I, so I, you know
2: I, I i'll give you that one that was pretty good all right
1: so have you have either one of you gone to the movies lately i have not you have not Mm-mm. okay so over the new movies that opened up i'll tell you which ones to go see and which ones not to go see Go see Jungle Cruise. It's entertaining. Okay. Okay. Got The Rock. Sorry. It's got Dwayne Johnson. He doesn't want to be called The Rock anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is in it, but it's got my favorite actress in it, Emily Blunt. We don't want to offend The Rocks. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You dropped The Rock bottom on me. I don't want that to happen. Uh, Second, Uh, The Green Knight. Now, let me just tell you, if you go see The Green Knight, you got to be into medieval stuff, okay? Did you go see it, Heidi? Great, wasn't it? It Was really really good. Uh, it's this is not Monty Python Green Knight stuff, okay? This is the serious. There is a poem about uh, uh, Gawain, one of the knights at the Round Table, the nephew of King Arthur, and his quest against the Green Knight. If you probably majored in. Literature in college, you read this poem. It's a great poem. Bottom line, it's the movie's not exactly like the poem, but it's fun to watch. Okay, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. My wife and my grandson, not so much. Was there a few <laughs> few people get stabbed or get their heads cut off or yeah, anything a couple, like that? Yeah, there's a couple beheadings in it. Oh, okay? okay, but here, right. here's the key: it's slow. Okay, it's slow. It's a character study. But it's very, very good. I really enjoyed it. But I enjoy that kind of... Look, here's what it's like. If you saw John Borman, the great director's Excalibur, this will remind you of Excalibur. Excalibur was a little bit, you know, for most people, a little bit slow. But I really liked it, too. All right. So anyway, last but not least, Matt Damon in Stillwater was not all that good just wasn't here's the key what they did is they wrote this movie because amanda knox you know who amanda knox is right remember she was overseas supposedly killed the girl the uk girl and and then she finally got it wasn't her she was innocent sent her back home i think she lives up in washington state somewhere you know, she she got all over the movie industry because they took Stillwater and changed the names so that they could do the Amanda Knox story without saying they were doing the Amanda Knox story, and she won't sell the rights to what happened to her. So um, Matt Damon, watching Matt Damon, knowing how liberal he is, playing a, uh, you know, Uh, A guy out on the oil wells in Stillwater is kind of hard for me. (laughs) That's a hard sale. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to really ask me to, you know, let my beliefs go to the the side. And and as much stuff as he said against conservative Americans, Mm. you know, dude, just go back to Hollywood and stay there. Because I'm not, I know they call it acting, but you didn't even get close. I'm just saying, (laughs) you didn't get close. Alright, so anyway, those are the three movies that came out this weekend. This Thursday night I will go see the new movie of The Suicide Squad, which is not for the faint of heart. If you don't like hard language and stuff, do not go see this movie. I'm just warning you already up front. So what's that one about? Uh, it's It's a superhero movie, but all the superheroes are bad people.
2: Was it kind of on the along the lines of oh, what's that one? Um, The
1: Bad Boys.
2: The Boys. No, no. There was a a so-called sort of super superhero who's real profane and.
1: Oh, you're talking Deadpool.
2: Deadpool is it kind of
1: no? Deadpool is still a is still got. You know, he's still a good guy, basically. Okay. But when you look at the Suicide Squad, they're really not good guys. Yeah, they don't really care. Okay. I mean, they're hired by the government. They go to do a job and they they put a small device in the base of the skull of each of them so if they try to run away, it blows up. Mm-hmm. All right. So it kills you. I mean that's an old trope that we've seen in a lot of different movies. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. So uh I find it I find it very humorous. And a lot of people say, Elsie, you you find that hum Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm not one of those people who say you shouldn't be able to do that stuff don't forget the uh, sec- second tuesday of this month which is the 10th it's our first amendment uh movie blazing saddles blazing saddles we're showing blazing saddles again on the big screen um if you're part of the cancel culture come on you'll have fun <laughs>
0: my mom and dad went to see that when i was in kindergarten yeah it's been and i remember my dad coming home with me asking him about it when he come home yeah he didn't take me to see it believe it or not really yeah it was in batesville arkansas but yeah he said uh, well what was funny about it and he said well there was this guy riding the horse backwards so he could see where he's been yeah i remember him saying that so that well, there's Alan, that's the
1: one that's got ca- Karis riding the brahma bull <laughs> and on its butt it has yes and no <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a great movie For, of course the campfire scene it's one of the most famous movies in uh, uh, in moviedom where they're all sitting around eating beans and farting <laughs> and uh, Slim Piggy walks up and he's wiping his hat trying to be able to, to breathe and he says what in the wide wide world of sports is going on here <laughs> It's a great. It's a great movie. It was all written by uh, uh, Pryor. Pryor wrote the script. He was supposed to play Cleavon Little's part as the sheriff, but Warner Brothers wouldn't let him because just a couple of m- months before, do you remember when he was freebasing and he s- he lit himself on fire? Oh yeah, that was serious. Yeah, yeah. He well, they died. said said we can't we can't be, you know, having millions of dollars depending that you're not. You're going to live through the whole movie. You're going to end up killing <laughs> <Right>. yourself. <laughs> almost, It almost stopped the movie. Mel Brooks was not going to do the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pryor called him and said, do the movie. It's too good. Do the movie. <laughs> so they did the movie. And so uh, that's that's our uh, classic movie for this year and uh, uh, in August. And it is our First Amendment, freedom of speech, because it is my belief that movie could never be made again. Oh, uh, the it's, folks out it's, there that get easily offended and want everything stopped if they get offended uh, would not want. It's, it's got some kind of um, hardcore humor. Well, it's got a lot of racist humor in it. It's good when it shows all the guys standing around the uh, area and singing ra- camp, ra- camp town races and all that.
2: It's um, racial stereotypes stereotype, yeah oh yeah, stereotypes. yeah a lot of them
1: a lot of them i mean it starts right off when the new when the new sheriff's coming down to and it's a black sheriff out west and this old codger's up in a tower watching him come and he goes the sheriff is a and the crowd is starts cheering and <laughs> you can't hear the word that he's using it happens to be the n-word just get ready word. Right? Yep. if you easily are offended. Please be sure to come see this movie. All right, there, there's there's a wine available, right? Yeah, oh, we got tickets. Go to <laughs> go to go see go to uh, riverdale 10com and buy your tickets. Now they're only five bucks. Five bucks. Last time we showed this movie, we filled up six theaters. Wow. Let's see if we can do it again. It's just a it's just a great movie. Again, this is all about First Amendment stuff. All right, six sixteen on a Monday morning. First. Uh, Monday morning in August, it's August 2nd. They're saying we're going to have a little bit of, like, rain, nothing major, maybe seven hundredths of an inch or whatever. Mm. Just enough to keep it cool. All right, so keep that in mind as well. All right, let me remind you about Dustin Turner. Uh, I'm using Dustin Turner to sell my home. We're going to put it up in October when I get back from uh, vacation. We're working around the house now, getting some things done that uh, Dustin said that we need to uh, fix up so everybody can look at it and go, oh, that's nice. All right, so we're, uh, we're getting things ready to go as far as that's concerned. Here was the reason I changed my mind about selling my, my home. I was going to sell it next year, uh, and I decided to do it in October for the simple reason at least that's what we're If I win the lottery, all bets are off, all right? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, we decided to do in October. We bought the house for $155,000. I looked at how much they're saying that it's worth now, and it's $242,000. So um, the market says, Dave, don't wait now's the time to sell and so i'm going to do it with dustin turner he uh he has a great way of getting uh your home in front of as many eyes as possible people just don't come to open houses that much anymore if you looked around you don't see too many of those signs anymore It's because people look on the internet and he places your home everywhere that there's eyes to look at your home and uh, he can get it sold 5019522969 is his number. Google him at Dustin Turner the home team or visit him online hometeamsoldit.com. Okay, back with you. By the way, the women's soccer team lost again this time to Canada 1 to nothing, and that takes them out of the opportunity to win the gold, which they were given the uh, the highest chance. Yeah, they, really, they, they, they going to win it. I mean, they're ranked number one in the world. Oh, wow. So they lost but again they yesterday. They lost
2: twice now. Yep.
1: So that right. takes them out of the wow. gold medal round to do that. So just just keep, uh, keep that in mind. Hmm. All right. Don't forget that uh, there are all kinds of taxes that are being voted on all over Arkansas right now. Uh, I know, up in my community, up in uh, Cabot, you're going to be asked. Was it sixty million dollars total? Forty for just the water park for a wave pool. Six forty million dollars for a wave pool. Why? Because it's too far to drive to Magic Springs. You know, if you know, for a community that's supposed to have all Republican leadership. <laughs> You it's know a the, bunch of communists yeah, yeah, hanging the, around, huh? So I don't know if that's the case with the city council, city. though. Although Kincaid, that's the, mayor? that's the mayor, right? Kincaid, yeah, he's he's supposed he ran on a uh, a conservative platform. Anything but. I did he mention taxes in it? Tax did, did, he, did he mention taxes? Hey, what is a
0: conservative platform? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what but it I, is. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this doesn't qualify uh, the
2: core communist is the new conservative.
1: Yeah, I don't, know where, where where I don't know where I don't know where uh there's a lady that I've had on and I can't off the top of my head just come up with her, her her name, but she's been fighting this and I'd like to get her on because I don't know exactly when they're going to have the vote. I thought it was in July and evidently it's we not happened look, yet. We can look it up. Okay. We can look it up, man. And'll do her research, okay, for us. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk to r d s daughter remember, I told you we'd bring her on to talk about Governor school. Well, she went, she's back now, and uh, by phone we'll be joined as well by uh, State Representative Lowry, who wanted to ask her some questions and uh, see what she has to say again the the legislators are. Allowed to go to to the to the classes if they so choose the um, the educational classes, but there's like two other levels of of governor's school from what I understand, and they can't go yeah. to those. So we'll talk about that. That's where they start asking the kids questions, and I, I gotta I gotta find out from your daughter what are the questions. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, August the tenth. Is oh, that, is that's then. when the next. When the, that's when the election is. Okay, so that's they're, when the elections is. So they must be already voting, in early yeah, voting. Yeah, I think they're early
0: they're, voting. Yeah, right now it is early voting already.
1: Because I here's what I do know. I have not seen any signs in the city. It's sixty nine million.
0: Oh, there's some of them in in Greystone. Oh, is there? Oh yeah. Oh, I've, oh, I've so, seen, well, seen some you guys got the Red signs. See, that, the they're signs they're out, coming so. to the people
1: who got money. So look out, already
0: They want yeah, your right. money. They want, yeah, they want my bills. I hadn't okay. broke even yet. You got to break even to have money. Yeah, so you're just trying to break they, even. They, they, still take, they still take money even if you lose money, right? You said
1: sixty nine million dollars. Yep, ten projects,
0: ten projects. Okay. And it's called a, a one of the main things is broadband infrastructure. They're going to go in the internet business with a partnership thing, so they're going to partner with a private company. Okay. And and they're going to be uh are we going uh, to get rid of sudden link oh yeah that would get rid of sudden link because they would they would be in business with the company so you've heard of you know the reason the governor the government's there is to pick winners and losers
1: well what's if, this, who are they going with is it is it infinity or who let's see i'll have to look it up here i should know see, that's I, ridiculous I Oh, who? Oh, who, that's going to be oh, the highest bidder. The high,
0: who, yeah.
2: Who, who, who oh. bribed the most politicians? Well, here's what it. they're
1: going to do. They're going to do the same thing they did with Suddenlink, to get Suddenlink in the beginning there in Cabot. They let they everybody bet on it. Mm-hmm. So Suddenlink says, "Okay, we'll pay X amount of dollars to be in there," and then they got the monopoly basically yeah. for oh, yeah, Cabot, and definitely. Definitely. that's what's going to happen again. That's not so the way. Have, that's not the way you want to do business. I'm just telling you. That is not capitalism. Well, no, it's not even close. I it's mean, not. It, but this is the way they do it, you know, and it's ridiculous. The city is saying, "Well, we want to make a lot of money off of it." Well, how about you just how let them the city say they able- want to just build in our city, and the price will come down uh how about you, you now, not
0: the city to even engage
2: in these types of things i mean that's just, just like the
0: yeah, yeah that's just well, like the state trying to make money off of the tire bill the state's going to be in the tire business no and uh, it that's, sounds that's, real good because we're going to charge everybody to dispose their tires yeah and then we're and going to process use, and it you, and if, then if, we're right, going to sell and it and
2: if people don't use our service we'll kill them yeah but that's how government operates is well you have to do business with us we don't want to do business with you you're, you're, you're a bad businessman We'd rather do business with a private I wish I, had the my, I wish I had but my
1: replay unit, because now I'd play Marlon Brando says, I'm, I made him a deal that he couldn't refuse. That's what end, I do. Well. I don't do a Marlon Brando. <laughs> well, I don't that, have that, cotton that's balls where, that's in my, where, my mouth.
2: That's where we're at, though, is we, 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 we tell people, you have to do business with the government. If you don't do business with the government, they'll kill you, or they'll lock yeah. you in a cage, or whatever it is. But they take a bunch or they
1: just won't do business with you anymore. But
0: you, you can. I mean, they can help somebody do loans or bring in private businesses. But it's easier just to pass a tax and get everybody's money and then do what you want right. to right. do. Then you've got you've got fifty people who
2: want a swimming pool or a ten, or tennis courts or whatever it might be, and the other ten thousand people, twenty thousand people, fifty thousand people have to pay for it.
0: Well, what you do, you come up with ten different projects, and surely out of those ten projects, you find one. You'll everybody find, can vote for <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And you put them all together, and you you, you put know, them all together, right. and say you can't have one without the other. It's kind of like passing a bill. How about uh, figuring out a way put something in there for to everybody? make the
1: make eighty nine that comes down going downtown? All right, a four lane highway that would be a good infrastructure project. They say well, it can't be done. I don't buy that. Well hey we just did this the
0: tax that would be a state thing highway 89 is state yeah so you know the the, the governor got his one cent uh, his new one cent sales tax because the old one's in and so the new one so the governor got his new one cent sales tax on everything that you buy so we ought to have plenty of money to do
1: roads but not to mention it, all the money coming in for covid well and, and but you know and how the, roads?
2: and the record tax collections from from the i mean they are going to be a billion surplus nearly a billion dollar
0: surpluses this, this, and um, but hey more seconds, more gosh. more is always better but you know it's <laughs> more is always better <laughs> but you always know when they pass a road tax. Don't wait six months. They'll be working on another one. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's always another one after. They that. don't have a spending You've got
1: to use all those orange barrels. All right. Stand by. we got to get to news. And when we come back, Grover Norquist will join us in Washington, D.C. So, what does inflation do to you? All right. If you got questions about filing for Social Security, let me uh, give you a hint of a booklet that you can get that will answer all your questions it's been done by david lucas from financial david lucas financial over in north little rock it's a 27 page booklet outlines what you need to know it can help you get even more income when you file for social security if you're within five years of filing then uh, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315 as a bonus You'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis and that uh, pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call this number, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Well, when you want to talk about taxes or if you want to talk about taxes under some other name like inflation... Fees. Fees or anything else, then the person you need to talk to is Grover Norquist, and he t- he's going to join us right now. Grover, how you doing, brother?
3: I am doing well. Good to see you.
1: It's good. To, uh, good to have you on the phone with me again from Washington D.C. I'll be up. Uh, I'll be up your way in the end of September for Hold Your Feet to the Fire.
3: Oh, wonderful! That sounds fun.
1: So we'll try. We'll see if we can't swing you by to visit with us, and we can talk a little bit about how. All that is costing Americans an inordinate amount of money. I I saw that the ranchers are asking for $300 million along the border because of all the damages the illegals have been doing uh, to their ranches and their homes and things of that nature. But that's for another day. Let's talk about inflation uh, I've had Stephen Moore on before to talk about inflation. I've had, had other economists to talk about inflation. I wanted to get you on because inflation is nothing more than another hidden task, ta- tax, isn't it?
3: Well, what it certainly is, is the government uh, inflating the currency, printing more money to pay bills that it runs up. Gover- too much government spending gives you inflation. Printing more money gives you inflation. Uh, and it makes the dollars you earn, if you're earning you know, $30,000 a year and the government inflates the currency by 10%, as it did during two of the years during Jimmy Carter, and Biden is following many of Jimmy Carter's bad economic ideas. Yep. And inflation is flowing from that, as it did uh, with Jimmy Carter. Uh, and as a result, uh, you have 10% inflation. That means your $30,000 is worth or $3,000 less. Uh, so you are, you get the same pay, um, but you are, the real value of your pay is down by 10%. It's as if the government had taxed you 10%, uh, it becomes a real problem. then if you go to buy a house, that house is seized in dollar terms. It gets more expensive. And you don't necessarily get a raise based on inflation. You get a raise based on how productive you can be. And if you... Have high taxes as I wants to uh, there is less investment capital to uh, make you more productive you know less you know computers and uh, trucks and all the things that go into making Americans more productive than other people around the world I mean we, we don't make more per hour per day per year than people in Bangladesh because we're nicer uh, mm-hmm. we have more capital, more investment per person. We use tractors, not work behind a a, a cow pulling a a plow. Uh, And that makes you more productive, and therefore you get paid more. You work in a factory with a lot of uh, equipment there. Uh, That has to be paid somehow. And, of course, the kind of taxes that Biden is putting in uh, make it less possible that you have as much capital invested per worker as you need to keep wages up. When we cut the, income, the corporate income tax uh, 2017 under 2017, two years later, in 2019, the year 2019, uh, the needed income for a family, uh, which was about $62,000, increased $4,400. In that one year, because we cut the corporate income tax and there was more capital per person, just as predicted by uh, the administration economists. They said, this is how much more capital you'll get per worker. This is the ratio that of how that uh, generally moves forward, and so we can expect to see an increase. They thought in three years of $4,000. In the second year alone, it was $4,000. So it was would have been more and better, except for COVID, uh, but it was a huge step forward, uh, a 6.8% raise in one year for the median income. That means tens of billions of people in middle America um, saw their incomes uh, increase uh, and become more productive. And that's a sustainable increase. That's not some law that minimum wages is sustainable. Right. So you have to pay this. Well, it doesn't mean you get to keep your job if, if you're not more productive. Uh, a lot of people lose their jobs every time the minimum wage is artificially. That's uh, correct. Well, and
2: it but, also... It also Prevents people from having choices because if if wages are or if it's legal to pay a lower wage, I might decide you know what I want to go learn how to weld, and so I'll I'll take a, a cut in pay so that I can go learn how to weld and go work at a welding shop. But when minimum wage says well you can't can't take a cut in pay because government won't let you, and the welding shop says well we can't afford to hire you because and
1: you know why the government won't let you because the Democrats are beholden to the unions. And the union's pay scale is tied, yeah, tied right tied to the, to the that, minimum wage. Right. And,
2: and, uh, and obviously, I can't be trusted to make my own decisions because I'm, I'm, I'm just a – You're just a peon. A a, t- a, t- a, hey, a but guys, road.
1: all
0: these taxes help the people on the lower side of the economy so much, mm-hmm. and cause equity where right. everyone else is <laughs> right. equal. Right, right, so we right. have all these taxes right. – and we help the people on the bottom, you know, they can't get jobs. We we cut
2: the bottom rungs of the ladder off, and it helps the poor people, right? All right, so, Grover, you can
1: hear my power panel is right in your corner on all of this. (laughs) I read a story that said in the six months now that Biden has been president, because of inflation, if you've gotten an increase in pay, they've already taken it from you.
3: Well, certainly in June, uh, they announced that, the real wages in the country, real income per person, real wages fell. fell. So, yes, inflation was faster than any increase in pay on average uh, in the country in the month of June. You can also calculate that out. In the year before uh, Biden came in, inflation was 1.4%. Um, in the next year, half of the year being before he got there and half of the year being he was there. It was 5.4%. And those increases all came uh, in the six years he was there. So on an annualized basis, you're really looking at about 9% um, inflation. That's what we're at now. And when Biden says, you know, oh, inflation won't get worse, well, does he mean it'll be 9% every year from now on? <laughs> because Inflation is the rate of change, right? It, if you have inflation, things are getting worse. Now, inflation itself can get worse if instead of losing 5% of the value of your salary each year, you lose 10% of the value of your salary. We lived under this under Jimmy Carter. Yes, we did. And interest rates interest rates went up to 21% while there was uh, inflation of 10, 11, and 12% wow. uh, two years in a row. That is what gave us Ronald Reagan and the Republican Senate. Uh, so this is an expensive effort by uh, our friend Mr. Biden, but he may feel that if he just gets enough people on welfare, and that's that's the, they call it infrastructure, but the reason <laughs> he calls all government spending infrastructure is not because he's being silly, it's because he read the polls. If you ask Americans, do you think spending on infrastructure helps the economy grow, 50% say yes, because they think you mean roads and bridges and ports and airports. But if you ask them, do you think government spending makes the economy grow, Um, The answer is um, 34% agree to that, and 42% don't. So you get a 16% increase in support for government spending if you simply call it infrastructure. Infrastructure. So do not expect to hear any discussions of excessive government spending under Biden, either by the establishment press or by the Democrats. They will refer to it as infrastructure. And, of course, the only issue that Biden pulls well on, he's underwater on his tax increases, his inflation policy, how he deals with uh, violence at the border and crime in America, all things that got worse since he became president because of things he did, not because of the clock or something. Uh, and uh, the only issue where people say they think he's doing a good job is COVID. Sixty-five percent think he's doing a good job. He's basically implemented uh, President Trump's uh, vaccine program, yep. he didn't speed it up, he didn't slow it down. Actually, he did slow it down a little bit. He didn't speed it up. And all of those, we knew we were going to have exactly this many vaccines a year ago because it had been invented and we were just producing them. That's what we were doing all that time. Uh, and got it a lot faster, year or two faster than the bureaucrats usually get these things done, which is why just before the election, the Democrats were out poo-pooing the vaccine <laughs> because they didn't want people to realize that that it was right on the way, and that might have swung the election. So uh, they dissed the uh, vaccine when they knew it was coming, when they knew it was uh, uh, had been invented and, and had been shaped in trials. And now, of course, they accuse everybody else of, of that position. All
1: right. Our guest is Grover Norquist. Grover, uh, where can people reach you on the web so they can read your articles?
3: Um, at, excuse me, ATR.org, Norquist, the tax form, ATR.org. I tweet
1: at Grover Norquist. All right. Everybody wants you to hold on. Uh, Grover, hold on. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk further. And they keep telling us that this inflation is only temporary, but they keep racking up more money that they mm-hmm. want to spend and dump into the economy. The more money they put in the economy, the worse inflation will be. We'll talk more about it with uh, Grover Norquist here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Pat Davis. Truly is your health plan, man. He's going to give you a $25 gift card right now uh, dealing uh, for uh, if you just call him in and, and take a free, no obligation health insurance quote. Simply text your first and last name and the number 25 to uh, 501-605-6935 and put your first and last name on that text again and the number twenty. Five. He can be your one source for private health plans, uh, marketplace plans, and can even give you guidance on several Christian share plans instead of just one. Again, $25 restaurant gift card if you send your first and last name and the number 25 to 501-605-6935. Minor restrictions apply You can't be on Medicare or Medicaid, and you have to be eligible. You have to be between the ages of 21 and 64. So get that quote and that gift card at 501-605-6935. All right, a little bit of breaking news right here, then we'll get back to Grover. And uh, remember, his website is atr.org. o r -uh g. And uh, evidently, uh, the courts have ordered the governor of Arkansas to reinstate that money that's going in for people who lost their jobs. Is that what you're hearing?
0: Yeah, that, I read the article and sent it to you. That's what that's what we're hearing. You know, Mister Normquist was telling us about productivity and that America has has been made great because how productive that we've made ourselves through capitalism. People have strived to continue to improve things to make things better so we can live a better lifestyle but uh, I'm pretty sure that taking our tax money and paying people to stay home and not to work both raises inflation and decreases productivity both Mm -hmm. the way that I do the math
2: and also increases the, the probability
0: of shortages well I can't hire anybody to work if you can make $50,000 Fifty to sixty-five thousand dollars a year at home. How much? I, I mean, it's hot at Sunny's
1: well, Auto sure. Salvage. You,
2: you, you actually have to work and get your hands dirty at your right. shop. Okay, right. now keep
1: Imagine in that. mind. Now keep in mind that this is a judge with an injunction mm-hmm. against the governor, and they're saying that the reason that he stopped it is illegal because it has to be the legislature. legislature. So this is going to be a short-lived. Uh, win be. for these people. Yeah. No, it, no, it will we'll be. We'll I'll see if we get, get the
2: legislature. No, they should.
1: will. I can tell you that I, s- right I sent a message to a legislator uh, friend of mine about that's it. Coming. That's coming. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to do that. And of course, they start meeting tomorrow about mask mandates here in the state again. And we're going to see how that all works but, out. But, Grover, let, let's go back and, and talk further about uh, this whole deal dealing with inflation. Inflation is being caused by all the money that the federal government is pumping into the economy. And if that's the case, then they're sitting and saying, "Look, yeah, we're going to get this 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill done, and then they're going to do another 3.2 or 3.5 trillion dollars for social infrastructure, now, folks, that's dealing with child care and all kinds of stuff, welfare, and and yes, that's basically what it is. And they're going to try to run this through, uh, you know, using this uh, mandate that they've already used earlier. They're only supposed to be able to use this once a t- during a, 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 a budget, but the budget comes back up around, if I'm not mistaken, in, in October, so they could use it again. I mean, if they're going to drop another close to $4 trillion in, how can they even say, how can the Federal Reserve, with a straight-face tell us, Grover, that uh, inflation is not going to continue?
3: Well, I guess the good news is that some of the people over at the Fed are, in fact, admitting that inflation is real and it's a problem. You had Janet Yellen, who's a politicized Person who was put at the Treasury Department, handpicked by Biden, and she spent the last six months lying, saying that printing all this money and uh, spending all this money wouldn't affect inflation. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton. What are they drunk uh, on? Well, you no, know, they're just lying. They're, 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 <laughs> they're being they're, politicians. Political. And well, she's being a politician rather than an economist. She right. knows how the economy works. She chooses to lie about it on behalf of biden so that people will pass all this spending so they can put more people into dependency so they can elect democrats uh and the fact that she's betrayed her profession by saying you know she knew better and she lied in order to get bad things to happen uh is just a cost if look, you want to be in a democratic administration you're gonna have to lie for the for the president when he wants you to uh and we've had the same Challenge with some of this reaction to COVID, where you know they've known for a long time that COVID does not come from people sneezing on each other. So the six, three feet, six feet thing is kind of made up. Uh, it, it comes out when you breathe into the general air, and you can be 20 feet away if you're in a closed room. Don't be in a closed room with somebody with COVID. That's the thing. Outdoors, no effect. That's it. It just goes into the uh, into the ether, and yet. We're still doing things because the government told us to, because they didn't know what to say. And uh, remember, they told us at first, don't use masks because they didn't think they had enough. They, th- they thought they were valuable then. Then they learned they weren't valuable. And then they still went back and said, you've got to wear masks you know, outdoors and that sort of thing, which is nonsense. They're politicizing science. They're politicizing economics. And what they will tell you is what the Democratic leadership wants you to believe that day, right? right. <laughs> um, and it changes. You know, they didn't like the vaccine when it was Trump's vaccine. Then they liked the vaccine <laughs> because then they were in office. Uh, they go back and forth based on politics. And it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge for the country when you've got experts saying, oh, I'm speaking as an expert, so you have to believe me. And then you find out actually their agenda is political, not based on science.
1: All right, let me get let me let me get Paul in here. Go I've got one, ahead,
2: Paul. Got one more question for you about inflation. So one of the, one of the ways that um you can um recover from seriously bad debt is to inflate the currency so much that your debt becomes worthless. Is this maybe what's going on here? Is that they've they've discovered, you know what? This thirty, forty, fifty trillion dollar um debt that they're looking at, if they keep the spending up, is just going to be too much to pay back, so let's just inflate our ways, way out of it, and then this this debt that's that feels like $30, $30 trillion a day will feel like $10 trillion if we inflate the currency enough. Is that is that a fair assessment?
3: Well, if you have uh, inflation, and uh, somebody bought uh, $10,000 worth of U.S. government bonds, uh and you inflate the currency, those bonds become worth less. Uh, We inflated away from, uh, and partially repudiated, therefore, the debt we paid for World War II. Um, It became a smaller part of GDP, partly because of growth, uh, but also because of inflation, and the government was able to pay back on the bonds for World War II, the, the debt that was run up to 100% of GDP, uh, which is sort of where we're headed now, uh, and over time it went down as you inflated the currency and people who trusted the government and bought a bond, because it was patriotic, uh, got paid back, not what it was worth, but uh, less than that uh, in, in inflated currency, wow. so yeah, that's one of the ways you deal with too much debt, you you inflate and steal from the people who trusted you when they bought government bonds.
0: Yeah you brought up an interesting statement earlier about uh government agencies being uh politicized like there's no justice at the department of justice uh (laughs) it's all the same just like fauci coming out and saying we're not going to shut down the country anymore
1: yeah (laughs) two minutes two minutes left finally you just said about bonds uh grover can you give us about a minute on what this means for people's retirement
3: well, the big challenge uh, we have now is that the effort to tax capital gains taxes, the step up in basis, taking that away. The step up in basis was put into save family farms, which a hundred years ago were being destroyed by the death tax and by capital gains taxes that people paid when they died. They got their farm from nothing to two hundred thousand dollars or something, and all of a sudden the government comes in and wants to take uh, the capital gains tax on the entire gain that mom and dad made during their life. So they said, okay. That steps up. So when the kids inherit it, it's at what mom and dad put it to. They don't pay a tax on it. They may have a death tax, uh, but but no capital gains tax on what's coming in. Uh, And that saves family farms. Today, it protects family farms, small businesses, houses, land, ranches, uh, 401ks, uh, and people's savings. And Biden wants to take that away, double the capital gains tax so that uh, from 23.8% to about 43%, twice China's twice China's. He wants to take our capital gains tax up almost as high as it was under Jimmy Carter when he gave us Malays, twice communist China's, and then say, oh, we're going to compete with China on the world. Why don't you invest in America? We'll have a capital gains twice what China's does. I think we'll invest in China.
1: Grover, thanks so much. Moving into the second hour of our first Monday show of August. Hope you enjoyed Grover Norquist. He had a lot to say as far as inflation is concerned, so let's uh, keep that in in mind. I've got uh, State Representative Mark Lowry on the phone. Mark, how are you today? I'm good. Good morning. And then uh, I want to introduce you to Anna Hopper. Uh, She is, of course, R.D. Hopper's daughter. She went to governor's school. So I'm going to let you start off the questions because you said that you wanted to be part of this show. So with that in mind, you go ahead.
4: Well, uh, thank you, Dave. and, And thank you, Anna, for being on the show this morning to talk about your experience at governor's school. I'm a bit at a disadvantage because it's been some time since I've been involved with the governor's school. But I guess the first thing I would start off with, with would be just to ask you if felt if you felt like there was, uh, I, I know in critical thinking, and that's one of the things that they really espouse at Governor's School, um, the thing that I have seen deficient at Governor's School in the past is there's not been a balanced treatment of conservative and liberal viewpoints on topics. What did you think about the balance? Uh, and that also includes the speakers and in any of the readings that you might have participated in.
5: So, I think that there is definitely an imbalance there between how they treat um, conservative and liberal values. There, as far as speakers go, were most of the time more liberally slanted, um, except for certain speakers that were just like purely science talks or something to that effect. Of course, we had governor hutchison on because it is governor's school but other than him the speakers were um, more liberal as far as the reading goes for different books um we did not for area one i was in social science i think by on purpose largely i think there wasn't anything physical to read for area one social science because they didn't want to turn anything in for area one social science but area two and area three did have booklets and areas two booklet wasn't that bad but areas three booklet did go into i think white privilege and inequality and all of that kind of
1: so crt was being taught there critical race theory
5: um, and in area one classes for me, they tried to avoid the topic quite a bit. The teachers didn't want to talk about it cause they knew they weren't allowed to, but area three, the booklet, it just threw it in there.
1: Okay. So right. Now,
4: so when you say that, uh, the area one instructors were not, they, they were not allowed to teach about CRT, was there an actual, uh, uh, proclamation or, uh, I mean, is that something that you know specifically that the instructors were told to stay away from it?
5: Yes, I know that they were told to stay away from critical race theory, um, at least in Area 1 social science, which is what I was in. I know that it was specifically told to them to avoid that and not bring it up.
1: So let let me jump in real quick, Mark. Area 2 was about what? Can you tell us what that was about and then what Area 3 was it?
5: Yes. Okay, so Area 2 is general conceptual development. It's a lot more like philosophy, kind of general ideas. And Area 3 is supposed to be, um, Area 3 is more personal betterment. Um, Let me think. Social emotional development. Yeah, that kind of thing. It was um, more social kind of development and um, bettering yourself. We took personality tests, which I don't really know what that has to do with self-betterment, but I guess sure.
1: Okay. Different. Okay. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry.
4: Well, no, no, that's okay. Well, Area 3 is typically the area where they really do introduce more of the, the, the more liberal Concepts mainly because uh, even with uh, there was a Saturday legislators' day uh, that I was not able to attend this year. I was over in um, in Helena that day, but typically legislators were only allowed to visit Area One classes. Uh, The Area Three classes are considered to be uh, out of bounds for anybody outside of the students and the facilitator. And as a matter of fact, there was a, um, an Arkansas Tech employee who was wanting to um, kind of serve as a moderator on whether critical race theory and the white privilege uh, teaching was going on in Area 3. And there had been a, a, a tacit agreement that she was going to be able to sit in and listen and then be able to report back to legislators. And at the last minute, she was told she could not enter the room. Uh, that the most she could do was sit outside the door, and, of course, the door was closed. She couldn't hear a thing.
1: She needed a shot glass.
5: <laughs> I, But, yeah, I can confirm that it was an Area 3 in the booklet. There was a section on white privilege. And it also, we did not talk about it, is what I found interesting. There was a lot of stuff in the booklets we didn't explicitly talk about, but they still put it in the booklets. And, um, and also, um, they talked a lot about, um, uh, the rich don't pay taxes was a very hot topic. I think in area three, just general inequality, that kind of thing.
3: All uh, right. Well, Laura, let me a- ask
4: you about that area three. You say you're, and there are a number of different area three class, uh, instructors and you only were in the class of one instructor, right? You didn't rotate among the different instructors. So it's possible that other Area 3 instructors were more bold in talking about white privilege than, say, your facilitator?
5: It is possible. I don't know how likely it is because, like I said, I think it was a conversation of it's in here, but we're not going to talk about it a lot. But I definitely think that it is possible that some professors um, would be Less hesitant to bring it up. And I think my professor was pretty forward-coming on that kind of thing. We all knew where she stood. It was never explicitly stated, but we all knew the opinions of that class. And there was a lot more pressure I felt in the Area 3 class to have the same opinions and beliefs as the professor is. Whereas in Area 2, they did a very good job. Of keeping it pretty neutral and everyone could state their opinions. And in area even one, they did a better job, but area three, I think it was much more pressured.
4: You know, my, my memory of Governor's School, and I was on staff there it was a long time ago, but I was on staff for two years, that the main message that they wanted to pre- present, especially in area three, was that if you want to be considered an intellectual, an intellectual elite, you have to be a liberal thinker, not a conservative thinker. Did, did you feel that there was that kind of un- underlying theme uh, through Area 3?
5: I think there was, to a certain extent, that idea that these are the ideas that are taking us into the future. And if you're not on with these ideas, then you're going to be left behind. I think there was some of that there
1: interesting interesting yeah. does that does it does it strike you as they're not supposed to be teaching crt the governor said that uh, Johnny Key said that does it concern you that they still taught Crt especially in this level three
4: well, and actually Dave uh the governor's office and the Department of Ed Johnny Key did try to tell the school that they could not teach that white privilege section. And they were basically told that uh, you have no say-so, that it's the governor's school staff, it's the faculty that have the final say-so. So that's one of the reasons why a number of legislators are wanting to have, I believe there's going to be a state agencies hearing coming up about the governor's school And really to look at what changes need to be. I mean, my goodness, when you're telling the governor and the governor's office that they cannot have any say so over curriculum and it's called the governor's school, uh, there's a problem. So some of us are looking at rule changes in how uh, uh, the curriculum is developed and presented. Uh, Some are even looking as far as cutting the funding. Uh, for the governor's
1: school, because yeah, right uh, now what eight hundred thousand dollars a year about? Wh- wh- well, I
4: I had uh, originally said it was eight hundred fifty thousand, but that was when it was a six week school. It is now six hundred thousand because it's only a four week school.
1: Okay, all right, go Repres- ahead. Represented Larry,
0: I just there's a movie that they showed to the uh, students there that I think you need to watch uh, if you haven't. It's called the Thirteenth. Uh, it's basically a Black Lives Matter movie put together.
5: Netflix it, documentary. It's
0: a Netflix documentary. It's called the Thirteenth. The theory of the movie, of course, is that that uh, they were supporting right the riots and the inequality and of police and you know. Uh, Uh, They showed rape and violence and a bunch of things on there that's Mm -hmm. not appropriate, as well as indoctrination supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. And 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 I I assume, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ann.
5: Well, and even if it were appropriate as far as the topics go for the 13th Amendment, even if that kind of theory was allowed there, the way that they presented it was just irresponsible. These are educators and they're supposed to be looking out for the well-being of the students. But maybe we all sat down in the theater and maybe two minutes before they started, they said, now this will have a little bit of violence. So maybe if you want out and don't want to watch it, uh, tell your RA and maybe you can be excused. And then all the RAs like left yeah. <laughs> or they were in the very back and then they played it and A little bit of violence doesn't cut it for that documentary if you've seen it.
1: Okay. I'm going to watch the documentary tonight. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back with State Representative Mark Lowry. Anna Hopper is with us. She went to governor's school. Hmm, interesting. I guess that's all I can say here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They want you to know that no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it and has all the answers. They helped me out last week. They brought uh, my daughter's car over to uh, uh, Joe's from uh, uh, Artie's uh, uh, shop, and, you know, from Sonny's, and uh, they did a really good job, got it over there. Uh, Joe's paid them the money to make the tow. It was well under $100, so that's that's a good tow amount when you think Jacksonville to North Little Rock, So uh, keep that, keep them in mind. Here's the key that I always tell you uh, when I talk about East End towing keep their number in your wallet or in your, uh, you know, your uh, glove compartment or in your purse so that when that un, you know, un, uh, un, unknown thing happens to you, you know, you can know, you know, certain things, but there is no knowing the unknowable. Uh, 888. 8849, that's your number if you need them. 888-8849, that's for East End Towing. All right, so State Representative Mark Lowry is on the phone with us. Uh, RD's here, Paul's here. RD's daughter, Anna, is here. She went to governor's school. Hey, uh, I got to ask this of you, uh, Representative uh, Lowry. What if I told you that uh, transgenderism was uh, acknowledged at governor's school. And if you were a boy identifying as a girl and you wanted to be in the girls' section where they were staying overnight and things that you could be, would that concern you?
3: Well,
4: yes, it would, and it wouldn't surprise me. No. And, uh, and and more importantly, it wouldn't surprise me if that was being allowed without parents knowing well, I what think- that was going on. Because we've seen that at the Arkansas School for Math and Science where uh, a student uh, a male student maybe would want to uh, identify as a female but anytime the parents called in they had to, uh, specific instructions to call the student by their male their given name their, their given gender and to hide it from the parents. so I wouldn't be a bit surprised uh, that that's going on I'd I'm very surprised to hear that they were actually were staying in the girls' dorm if they were a male, uh, transgendered student. Is, Is that, that correct, correct, Anna?
5: Yes. I. There weren't that many of them, but there were a few, and they were.
4: Okay. Now, did they put the transgendered students in the same dorm room uh, or, or kind of mix them up?
5: I can't say for certain. I don't know 100%. They might have been putting them in the same room, but I think it's also possible that they were mixing them up. Right,
4: but but even at that, they were using a a, a community. Uh, was there like a the, the bathroom shower area, one that a number of rooms would have used? Or did each room have its own shower and and bathroom?
5: Each room had like two suites and there might be like three person per room, people per room, and the three people would share a bathroom.
4: Okay. All right. Well, Anna, first I want to say I appreciate so much you coming forward uh, and talking about this. You know, I, I think I may have said to R.D. and, Dave, uh, earlier before Governor's School started that, you know, I've never worried about the students who have very strong conservative foundation, uh, good moral foundation, because they're going to find other students of like mind to get to support each other. The students I'm concerned about are the ones that really are very subjected to peer pressure. They're they're possibly loners back in their own school district. And they're, they're going to seek out uh, any kind of affirmation, um, even if it is from a very liberal mindset, that they may not necessarily agree with, but they're, they are very vulnerable to that peer pressure. Did you see that? Were students that uh, were really kind of sucked into this, but those who had a strong uh, core belief system really did not get affected?
5: Well, I think... They did do a very good job of keeping it where, while the view of some viewpoints was that they are the future and some viewpoints that they're kind of stuck in the past, they did do a good job of saying that everyone has the ability to state their opinions and to have those beliefs. So as far as students who might have been weaker in their beliefs, there's definitely a possibility that they were influenced by the other students, but it was pushed by staff that everyone's opinion should be respected, and if another student were to be attacking another student or giving them trouble about their beliefs at all, it wouldn't have been tolerated.
4: Okay. Did you ever feel like the, the the RAs in the dorms were also part of some of the say indoctrination that they would carry say say if there was a discussion about a film that you watched, like thirteen, that the RAs actually would, would they moderate some discussions within the dorms and and kind of serve as an additional area three instructor?
5: Not a lot. Maybe a little bit. We really didn't talk about 13th very much after it happened. Um It was kind of one of the things they flashed up and then they never talked about again. But as far as the RAs go, I think they did a good job about not keeping um discussion within the dorms one way or another they didn't really moderate but if there was discussion in the dorms like i said they kept it where it was to be respectful to all viewpoints
1: all right mark we're we're, cutting, we're coming up at the bottom of the hour i want yeah. to ask uh, you to make a final statement here from what you heard i've got two minutes right now what anything concerning you that you're hearing because i know you got to get on the road today
4: yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm very encouraged by what Anna uh, is saying, that there there was uh, mutual respect for differing opinions. Um, you know, I still think that, it, you know, the attitude has been by a lot of conservatives, well, as long as we've got a conservative governor who's getting to show up and speak to the students and answer questions, well, then that's all the balance that you need. But typically the governor doesn't come in until the end of the the four weeks uh, now when Bill Clinton was governor he always led off the presentations at the beginning of the, the six weeks when it was held at Hendricks and I think that that's some a shift that needs to be made uh, to have a, a strong conservative voice at the beginning affirming conservative viewpoints and it, so that's probably one of the things that you know that will be asking the Department of Ed to look at in terms of changing rules. Uh, we certainly need to address this transgender issue, especially uh, sharing dorm rooms. Um, but there, there is a strong sentiment right now that, that possibly the $600,000 can be used better uh, for, for gifted and talented students uh, across the state.
1: All right. State Representative Mark Lowry. Mark, we'll let you get on with your day. Get another cup of coffee. You got a long drive ahead of you. You're heading down south in the state. So uh, we'll talk to you uh, down the road a little bit here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Appreciate your time, sir. Uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Anna. Thank All right. State Representative Mark Lowry. Anna's going to stick around with us. We got more to talk about when we come back. But right now, this. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital out on 89 there by 67-167 in uh, Cabot. It's on the uh, David's Burger side of 67-167. They had a lot of people there this weekend, man. I drove by. It looked like they had about 20, 25 cars in the front. I don't know. Was everybody trying to soft their thumbs or something? I don't know what they were trying to do. It was They were busy.
0: I had an excellent experience with somebody cutting themselves at work, yeah. a minor cut, and we were in there
1: and out in in like 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, they're minutes. quick. They're really, really quick. I, you know, I had that pick line, and it came undone, and I was bleeding like a stuck pig, and I went over to them, and they got me back in the back within about two minutes. I mean, as soon as I walked in, they, they escorted me back to one of the rooms. And uh, I was out of there in fifteen minutes at oh, the no. most. They, they did, did a you really had, great you job. Had
2: something that kind of needed to be
1: dealt with. Well, they they do I a guess. great job. I'm just they saying did. you're not going to sit they up did. front and wait for an no. hour and a half no. to see somebody in the emergency room. It doesn't work that way because they know your emergency matters. They know you want to see somebody, so you see somebody. You got board certified emergency physicians. Uh, they're there always. There's somebody there all the time. A doctor. To take care of you 24 7, 365. They got a radiological suite that includes x rays, CT scans. They got bedside ultrasounds. They have an MRI on site, and on site lab. Now, that on site lab's a big deal because if they can get your uh, blood work back, say, in 10 minutes instead of four or five hours, uh, just know that that will tell them what really is going on with you. It's enzymes in your blood that tell the story for instance if you're having a heart attack there's enzymes from your heart if there's heart muscle being destroyed that tells them immediately that you need you know, cardi- uh, cardiology um, um, time to sit down with a doctor who knows what's going on and they'll uh, get you into an ambulance and get you to one of the the heart hospitals here uh, in Little Rock uh, they also have a pharmacy on, on site so they got patient centered care at Cabot emergency hospital, 89 in Cabot. Uh, get back to your life faster. So why wait? Use Cabot emergency hospital. All right. Back with uh, Anna. We've asked her to stick around. Got RD. It's RD's daughter. Now, a lot of you have been texting me about how great she's done during this uh, first half hour. And a lot of people want to know what are your plans? First of all, what grade in school are you going into? And they want to know what you want to do after you get out of high school.
5: Well, actually, I'm a sophomore in college right now. Oh, you're now.
1: a sophomore in college. Okay. And what are you studying?
5: Uh, business. I'm going into business and hospitality. What a big surprise,
1: Artie. Is she going to take over the family business? No, she said business and hospitality.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she,
1: she don't want
3: to deal I've with cars? too
5: much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good. I like that. All right. So what did you think about your your state governor's school? Was it worth it uh, to, to go to it?
5: Well, and, you know, I've said all of these negatives because they're pertinent to this discussion and they need to be brought up. But overall, I would say it was a very positive experience for me. I know a lot of people are very hesitant because to send their kids there because they know um the tent the tendency to go towards more liberal ideas but i think it's not necessarily a bad thing to send your kids to something like this even if it is more liberal leaning so they can branch out because the real world isn't going to be all one kind of idea college it's not you have to work with people with different opinions than you and i think you know area two classes and area one classes were very good and very affirmative And they take stuff that you already knew and allow you to look at it in different ways and to expand your knowledge in it. So I think it was overall a very good experience. And we got cut off um, at three weeks and sent home to do it online, which really wasn't great. They told us 12 hours before we had to leave. It was 930 at night and they said, got to go the next morning. So that wasn't great. But for the three weeks in person, it was amazing, and transitioning online, it was okay. But if you can go there in person and have that experience, I think it is really a once-in-a-lifetime experience that is very good to have.
1: Now, i got to tell you, I said high school about Hannah. That's because I don't want to feel too old. <laughs> she's been on the show before, and she was a whole lot younger when she came on. What, what year were you in school then?
5: I don't know. I'm 17 right now, yeah. so that would be
1: Southmore
5: in so college and
1: 17.
0: Yeah, so she had the choice. To, she had the choice to do uh, uh, homeschool or Liberty University. So we got a chance to put her in a school that she excelled in. So it was a choice that we were able to make that we'd like to see more parents be able to make if uh, if the legislature would get the. Wow. the taxes, funding, freedom for of choice to oh follow God. their children. So it has been very fortunate for Anna.
5: I mean, I finished high school at 15. So very
1: cool. Can I call you Ben for short? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? If yeah. I say Ben, okay. Yeah. It's Ben Shapiro territory. Yeah. We're talking about here. Nice job. Very good. Anna. proud Thank of you. you. I'm not even your parent. I'm proud <laughs> of you. All right. So anyway, R.D., I'm proud for you. That doesn't that doesn't happen just because of the student. Yeah,
0: I think it's mostly her mother. But yeah, her and her mother. (laughs) But her mother's done the homeschooling, and and we've worked hard to be able to to have a choice and put her in a situation where she's thrived, and she's always been determined. From you know, whenever she was small and she couldn't do the monkey bar, she kept going back to the monkey bars until she got it down. So she's always. Had a little bit of fire dinner from an early age. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's good. Gives me hope for the future. All right, just to let everybody know, that gives me hope for the future. Hope it does for you, too. All right, about uh, we're looking at about 19 minutes to 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll have news at the top of the hour for you. Then we'll be talking about business news until noon here on 101.1 FM, The Answer, and then... Uh, we got Charlie Kirk coming up, up is he up at one o'clock now? He's not no noon. Noon to two is Charlie. Uh, and then we've got Sean Hannity uh, coming up at two o'clock and he goes until what five o'clock, I guess it is. So just to let you know we've got a lot of a lot of good talk still coming your way today here on one oh one one FM The answer. I'm Dave Ellswick. Uh, let's go back and let's just talk a little bit further about uh, schooling. I got to tell you guys a story that I heard. I I thought it was somebody heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend, and that's not the way it was. Uh, that was a first person retelling on it. I won't name the school. I won't name the parents. I won't name anybody else. But, you know, we talk about this transgenderism. Well, it goes further than just, you know, Transgenderism. It goes even to kids who identify as animals. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this? I mean, at the at the um, what was it? The uh, the school down in Hot Springs, the math school. There was there's kids that identify as cats. They're called furries. Do they, Do they get litter boxes? Now, well, you you that's nice. That's a nice bridge into what I want to talk about. <clears throat> uh, at a high school locally locally, it's local in this area, that you hear my voice, the parents of a student were arguing with the school that they wanted their their child to be able to bring a litter box to school, because that's what they used at home. Because they identify as okay, this, a this, catch,
2: this, this is child neglect or abuse. This is this is nuts.
1: I'm just saying,
2: I, this you know, is what if, our schools okay, the, have to deal the, with. These these parents sound like they need a jacket with buckles in the back. For those of you don't who don't know, that is a straight jacket. Mm-hmm. This is nuts.
0: You know, if you take God out of society, if you take God out of our families, if you take God out of our school system, people really doesn't do don't have any idea of what a society looks like I mean, with no morals, no values, and no principle compass. What,
2: what are these parents smoking? Are they just high all the time? What is their problem? Are they hardcore alcoholics? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Well,
1: well there if is no right and wrong, If Paul. you're being taught that there is no difference between you and your dog, that you're an animal, all right? Everybody's part of the animal kingdom. I've said this all along. If you believe that, put your dish down next to your dog's dish and have dinner with them. Well, you're there now. You know, I mean, uh, and now I they're at the point that... that that's,
0: that's absurd. i no I'm sorry. No difference.
1: If, if your Uncle
0: Ralph is a squirrel, like I said, then what value is life? I mean, as it far as killing so what, people what's, what's the difference and what in principle... Having, what's the difference in where your bacon comes from, if it's your neighbor or from your neighbor's pig? Well, that's the reason you got to have all these animal rights issues, because, you know, pits need to live in an area where they have six foot uh, around them, so,
1: so they have plenty, right, right. plenty so, of room. So they live help, in better conditions me out than here, soldiers. Anna, and are most young people smart enough to figure a lot of this stuff is nuts?
5: Yeah, I think what you're talking about is, of course, an extreme situation. There are kids who identify as animals, um, but... As far as everyday life, very much a minority. As far as schools go, there might be one or two. And I don't think they're looked at very kindly in most schools, Mm -hmm. which I mean, not that they should be treated badly. But I think that's unfortunately the situation that happens.
1: How about the transsexual things? Do kids just say, "Okay, live and let live or what?
5: Yeah, I think there is a certain amount of it doesn't harm me at the current moment and there's no reason to treat you badly, but there's also a certain level of where it starts to affect some of us. Um,
1: like when they say, tell a guy that he can use the girls' locker room and things? Yeah.
5: Or even in um, women's sports, whenever they start to let them compete in sports, right. it takes away scholarships and things like that.
1: Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. Got to do a final break, and then we'll come back. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Uh, they'll they'll take care of your roof. Uh, have them come on out. Give them a call, uh, 707-3551. That's 707-3551. I got... Uh, Uh, Joel on Thursday, he's going to come in. There's some new products now out there for your roof that you need to know about. And I'm going to talk to him about that so that uh, you can keep up to date on it. Joel says uh, when you put your next roof on your house, it probably is going to be the last roof that you have to put on your house because of all the warranties that are behind the materials that they, they use. Find out more about it. 707-3550 707 or go to PIRoofing.com. All right, back. Let's finish it up for today. Ten minutes. I I hope that you've enjoyed this hour hearing from Anna. Uh and she's seventeen, but she's a sophomore in college, and I I made this statement earlier, may make it one more time. I've met one Ben Shapiro. I didn't have that seems to be a lot in your lifetime. I met another one now, Anna. Anna's looking at me. No, I'm not, I'm not Ben so Shapiro sure about that. <laughs> He's real. If you've never seen Ben on on video, you got to watch him on on video. The guy is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sit down and listen to him a little bit. He graduated. Like I say, he went through graduate school and came out of graduate school and law school from usc at 18 years old was he the one
0: that weren't going to let speak in california unless he paid like forty thousand dollars for his own security
1: yep Hmm. you weren't going to let him speak at berkeley which if you know anything about history about speech and about freedom of speech is just so bizarre because i was part of the the freedom of speech movement back in the late 60s early 70s and guess where it was happening at berkeley that's where it was happening, at Berkeley. Well, at Berkeley, it's just like the left.
0: You have freedom of speech as long as you agree with now us. Now you do.
1: used to be freedom of speech for freedom of speech. First oh, Amendment, meant right? what it said, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Not anymore. No. The... You, the left has gotten enough power now that they dictate what freedom of speech is. Mm. It's you're, scary.
2: You're, you're free to talk about, well... Sports, Maybe not even sports at this point.
0: Well, I guess you can't talk about the weather because that's a that's a you know, it's it's human nature. I've always thought, well, maybe we can come together and and maybe we can just let, you know, let let people be and follow freedom and do whatever they want to do. And let's all get along each other as Americans. But, you, you know, if you look at Jesus, you know, they killed him. He didn't do anything to anybody just because he disagreed with the idea of what they were looking for. And they didn't like what he had to. What and he you a threat say? to
1: the political order exactly. of the day,
0: right? So that's what these people want to do. They want to break down the political order of the day. Yeah, what they right. want to do—the social structure the
1: family. or
0: else—is it's, it's 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 nuts. It's Marxism.
1: Well, and what's what's sad about yeah, it, is it is it is many of the people—it's not socialism anymore. It's communism yeah, and what's, now. What's what's
2: frustrating is that many of the people warming the pews in the churches around the country are supporting this nonsense.
1: What's, it's, it's frustrating. CRT is getting into the
0: churches. That's yeah. not, I mean, it's not it's, good. I mean, it's just awful what's that other movie that that y'all watched about social media
5: um the social dilemma
0: the social dilemma i've heard of that everybody it good? needs to watch
5: that. I, I think it's pretty good i mean obviously it's going to be biased everything has biases but i think from a documentary standpoint it was pretty good that's on awesome.
1: isn't that on netflix
5: too? it's on netflix too yeah, yeah. it's a netflix it, I, think.
1: I got two movies to watched <laughs> but you know some of the guys are
0: saying social media is going to start a civil war because basically the computers figure out what everybody on the left wants to see and it's figured out what everybody on the right wants to see. So it's tell, showing everybody opposite views what they want to see and it's divide, making the divide in the middle uh, it's much create, wider.
5: It's created a polarized version of what life really of is. Of everything.
1: Yeah, you're right. The way that it's portrayed on social media is all the people who are you know, hyper about subjects. It's not the way most people feel about subjects, and that's that's really important to keep in mind. And I, I'd also say that if you go out there and and uh, you're posting on social media, you know, if you're Christian, take count to ten before you start writing. I'm just saying it's that's part part and parcel. Yeah, you got to control. But the f- funny
0: thing about this uh, movie. Is that these experts that write all this software to try to control people and give them what they want, you know, makes you more radical, but they get more involved so they can sell more ads. So actually, they're making money by making both sides more lot radical. Of people
2: sucked in. Uh, th- that's so they spend more time. So they're
0: feeding the mm-hmm. fire of, of right. dividing the country and profiting well, from it, but they don't let their own kids on it. If wow. you look at it, they take they don't let their wow. kids on the system. Wow. All right,
1: let me read one last thing to you because we, you know, we came up with the whole thing dealing uh, with uh, transsexualism, and that is the American Medical Association now says that sex identifiers on birth certificates should be removed. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's bizarre. No, I think now that, that's science, folks. I, hey, now there were bills like that in
0: Arkansas, were Wasn't there? Paul, it seems like that there were some bills people proposing taking that off the birth certificates maybe, in maybe, Arkansas. Yeah, I can't remember. I know I, they wouldn't I get anywhere know. right now,
1: but, but that's not a new idea. Yeah, so, that doesn't mean that they won't get right. somewhere yeah. later.
5: That sounds dangerous medically speaking. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah potentially. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's it's stupid because the the, the fact is that. Men have issues that women don't have, and women have issues that men don't have. And,
1: and No, 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 you just don't understand, Paul. You can say it, that a man menstruates now and be absolutely correct. So I because can. a woman who transgenders to in a man... Or feels that she's a man has to be a yeah. has to yeah. be yes. a, a, a man so it makes oh, sense that that right. the, that we she but he this, we can have a menstrual yeah, cycle yeah, this is i mean this is what what uh, rowling got off the in, in trouble with on the, the internet hmm. and
0: the governor you know overruled you know our legislature who
1: passed a good bill saying that you have to be 18 to make these decisions And then the, yeah, then the, yes, that's normally what we've always said, but not anymore. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh,
2: um, so as some of y'all know, there is a legislative special, special legislative session coming up tomorrow, starting tomorrow. The governor's called a special session
1: mask mandates about mask
2: mandates in public schools. So Alan Clark has, has, has posted on Facebook that he's having a bill written And I'll just kind of read part of this post. Go. I'm having a bill written that would allow local control. In addition to giving schools control over masks, it will also give the ultimate local control parents the final say. Under my proposal, as long as the Arkansas Health Department recommends masks, then local school boards can decide what they want to do. Parents would also be able to decide what they want to do and make immediate school choice decisions for public, private, charter, virtual, or homeschool with funding following the child immediately. If child safety is what, you, is what you are after, I think you'll be pleased and supportive. No one can make better decisions for their children than their parents. I tell you what, if you want to trade mask mandates for school choice like that, I think I can get behind that. I think it's a good trade.
1: Sounds like Bruce Westerman to me. Maybe so. Well, and
0: that's not so much a mandate (laughs) if the school. What's a mandate the school board could decide? They could could decide to mandate, but parents could pull them out. Right. Take their money with them.
2: It sounds like we need maybe need to encourage Alan Clark on this, and um, I, I, yeah, I I think that sounds like a cool deal. If we can trade that little bit for for school choice like that, hey, that may be a good a good approach. I'll
1: see if I can't get Alan on tomorrow. Yeah, during the first hour. Uh, by the way, first hour tomorrow, you know, we'll be talking with Elizabeth O'Tallaro. She'll be on with us. Bible guys in second hour tomorrow. And we can get into this whole discussion. A lot of this goes back to Romans and a reprobate mind. We can talk about that. And uh, this should be no surprise to any of us who are people of faith. With that said... Anna, thanks so much.
5: Thank you for having
1: me. Uh, we appreciate you. You're Welcome here anytime. Thank All right, you. come on. Uh, Rd, thanks for you know paving the way to get your daughter on, and we thank yeah. you for that. We thank you for being with us today. Same for you, Paul. Thank yes, you sir. as well. Paul is our Old Testament prophet because I think he kind of looks like one. You need to get a little gray hair on the side. I think, yeah. Put some in your beard. It's coming. It's coming. Starting to work in. All right. I'll see you tomorrow, six a.m. Don't miss it. The Dave Ellswick Show.